Hello and welcome to night number nine of 31 Nights of Frights, year three, the franchise. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night number nine means we're taking a trip back to Crystal Lake. This is the Steve Miner directed 1982 Friday the 13th Part 3, also known as Friday the 13th Part 3 3D. Friday the 13th Part 3 takes place, I believe, just two days after Friday the 13th Part 2. Again, we are treated to another flashback scene, which is probably a waste of time. If you've seen the second one, there's no reason to have this flashback scene there. But they do include it, and, well, I'm not a fan of the flashback scenes in the Friday the 13th sequels. But, well... That's what they decided to do with their time, and I'm guessing that it is just supposed to be a time filler as opposed to a catch-you-up. But anyway, we're with a similar story. Have uh, kids go to Camp Crystal Lake, and sure enough, Jason shows up once again. He survived his attacks and wounds from Friday the 13th Part 2, and he somehow looks radically different from when we saw him in Friday the 13th Part 2. I know there's a lot of fan theories out there on it's not the same Jason or different Jasons here. I actually think that they had no idea what they wanted him to actually look like without his mask and well they decided to change things in between sequels. The most notable thing about this one is that this was the first and only entry in the franchise to be shot in 3D. That creates an odd look about the movie. I noticed that it just looks strange and different, and I guess that's because of the cameras that were used to actually film everything. And then we also get some cheesy pop-out-at-you moments that look kind of silly here in a non-3D environment. Of course, the pop-out-at-you stuff is to be expected. It's not something like Avatar, where 3D was meant to augment the experience and give you a greater perspective into the screen. This one here is used to shock and awe you, and if I was watching it in 3D, I would probably think it's pretty cool. I actually enjoy the gimmicks like that when watching films of this nature. It's just that it doesn't hold up when you watch it in a 2D environment and viewing. The 3D aspect is pretty much the main selling point of this film. We don't get a lot of backstory or any new advancements from a script writing perspective. Everything is completely set up just specifically for kills and that we can cheer on Jason in his quest for ridding the world of teenagers. But honestly, that's okay, because this is a very fun entry into the franchise itself. It's actually where it starts to become more humorous overall as far as some of the kills. Yes, Jason is brutal as ever, but there's actually a lot of comic relief throughout the entire film. And I think it's welcome. It, the movie didn't really get into self-parody just yet, but it did add more humor to it than the other entries, in my opinion. A lot of the comic relief comes from the character of Shelley. He is a very socially awkward, I'm guessing not very popular with women, 
and a lot of his lines are awful. And, well, thanks to him, Jason gets his iconic mask. Jason is running around, I think, about almost halfway through before he actually grabs the mask. And this was Shelly because his attempt to impress a girl was by scaring her. As a matter of fact, most of the guys in the movie are kind of moronic with the way that they act, but it's kind of par for the course for the movie and it makes it more entertaining overall. I think a lot of the kills are well done in this film. We have a harpoon through the eye, you have a machete to the crotch, and then you have a callback kill to the first movie, and hot poker through the torso and squeezing a head till an eyeball pops out. So they definitely were thinking about how they can keep it lively with all the inventive kills. And that's one of the things that makes this entry very entertaining is how is Jason going to kill somebody next? And I think it's appreciated because if this film would have went with the slower pace of the first two films, or even like a darker and just brutal feel about it, then I don't know if it would have been as much fun. I think I probably like this one because of the cheese, and of course, as the series goes on, it gets more and more silly and ridiculous. I think it's about part six where it goes on to being a full-on parody of itself, and with this series, it definitely works. Of course, if you were to compare this to other third films in a franchise, such as A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, this one is a lot less interesting. However, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 came many years later. It wasn't at the same time period whatsoever. So while this one can definitely be more of the same, it's a lot more fun than probably what A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 actually was. This one here knew exactly what it was setting out to do, and it did it pretty well. You have good special effects work, and the cheesy dialogue just helps everything flow along with the kills. So you can't really ask for too much out of that. I just wish that there was more to say about Friday the 13th Part 3 because of the fact that you don't have any strong story elements. The second one had the big advantage of being heavily tied into the first movie. This is the first one where it's a brand new cast of characters and it's going to continue down that path where new teenagers just show up to Camp Crystal Lake. So overall this one is another solid entry in the Friday the 13th series. It's just not groundbreaking and it doesn't have as much story to it as what the first and second entries in the series had. I should note that this movie has been shown a couple different times in 3D. There's been some smaller theaters showing it in 3D and stuff like that as far as I think in the United States and Canada. And we will actually have a chance to see it in 3D as long as you have the proper setup. Shout Factory will be releasing a new set of Friday the 13th and Friday the 13th Part 3 will be as 3D on the disc as well. So I'm kind of excited to check that out. Of course, if you don't have a 3D TV or a 3D projector, that won't help you out too much. However, it will be fun to actually see this movie as it's originally intended to be viewed. But overall, this is a solid entry, just not a groundbreaking entry, but 
It really is everything you could ask for from a Friday the 13th sequel. With that being said, I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. You can also go to adamanalyzes.com to catch up on past episodes. And also, if you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would give me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making episodes for you and also allow me to reach new listeners. Plus, you know, I love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.